0: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome in to another episode, the 25th episode, if I'm not mistaken, of B-Shape Daily. Welcome into the show, Brendan Schaefer with you, excited to break down the latest Cardinals baseball news. The Cardinals split a split squad on Tuesday, a pair of games that the team played between their facility at Roger Dean and Jupiter. And the other half went down to West Palm Beach and took on the Astros down there at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. I talked about yesterday on the podcast trying to decide whether I would stick in Jupiter with the contingent that would play there, led by Ali Marmol, the Cardinals bench coach, or if I would follow Mike Schilt, the manager, down to West Palm, which is where I'm actually stationed this spring for my Airbnb. I'm like 90 seconds away, literally, from the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. It's super-duper close. And if the Cardinals facility was there, I would definitely cut down a lot on my commute times. Uh, But I resisted the temptation to do what was easy this morning because it seemed pretty clear that based on who was in the lineup for the Cardinals in Jupiter and who was the starting pitcher, that it would be more interesting of a day, more relevant, newsworthy stuff if I went to where the Cardinals were playing in Jupiter and went a little bit further, didn't go to West Palm. The Astros would have been interesting, you know, with all the things that have been going on with them. And I I heard Ramon Santos, Cardinals pitcher, right-handed pitcher, actually hit Alex Bregman today. I I know nothing about it because I I just saw a tweet about it. I didn't see a video or anything like that. But I'm sure there was the potential for some interesting news to come out of that game against the Astros with all that they've been going through in the offseason with the sign stealing and what have you. But I looked at the schedule. I noticed that Sunday the Cardinals head back there again and play the Astros. I'll still be here so I can go to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches then. I can see the Astros in action against the Cardinals then and all would be well. And thank goodness I did because the news of the day was certainly all matriculating from the portion of the Cardinals that stayed back in Jupiter because third baseman Matt Carpenter scheduled to start and play the hot corner for the Cardinals on Wednesday, bat second in their lineup. It didn't happen. As the National Anthem finished up, and we watched the Cardinals starter for the day, Kwan Young Kim, take the mound for his warm-up tosses, I turned to Jeff Jones to my left and said, Nolan Gorman at third, question mark? Because Matt Carpenter was nowhere to be seen. He was supposed to be in the lineup. The Cardinals tweeted the lineup. Everybody had it. Cardinals PR sent it to us this morning. Everybody had it. Carpenter was supposed to start the game at third base for the game that took place in Jupiter. And he didn't, and that sent off alarm bells as nobody knew why he was out of the game. Come to find out, Cardinals eventually announced in the press box that he's out, he's been scratched with back tightness, and they list him as day-to-day. Officially, that's what the word was from the Cardinals. And so everybody's mind is running rampant for good reason. You know, Matt Carpenter has dealt with injuries in the past particularly with the back and the oblique he mentioned as much today later on when we got a chance to talk to him and so the severity was unknown though for the for the duration or at least the majority of the duration of the game about the fifth inning we're told that Quan Yun Kim is available to speak after his start at the Cardinals media patio and that's kind of stationed right outside the Cardinals clubhouse they don't actually have a clubhouse within Roger Dean Stadium the big stadium it's it's kind of through the outfield wall and a, a few feet that away beyond right field where their you know their nice major league clubhouse is and so that's the one that's what they use throughout the spring training and so we go over there the, those of us that were were watching the game from the press box to wait for kim but obviously you know and as interesting as that was and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show after we get the lead news of carpenter out of the way uh, Kim was pretty interesting, and, and and he's a fun guy. He's really a fun guy to talk to, of course, through his interpreter, Craig. Uh, you know, KK does not speak English, but he, uh, you still get a feel for his personality. It sh- certainly shines through in some of those media sessions, and and he was a lot of fun today. But in the back of all of our minds as we go over there, after we're done talking to KK, we're clearly going to not head back to the press box. We're waiting around to see if we get a chance to talk to Matt Carpenter, get an update on his status. That moment with Carpenter did indeed arrive later on as the Cardinals were wrapping up. He left the clubhouse to go home for the day. The media caught up with him before he got out of the parking lot. And I'm just going to play for you about three minutes of what was a six or seven minute session with Matt Carpenter. I'm going to play through about three minutes. I think it's a clip that will give you a good idea for where he's at, where he says, you know, he feels uh, after, you know, the decision to not play on Wednesday. Three minutes or so, I think it's worth your time. I don't know anywhere else that you're going to actually be able to hear this audio, and so I'm putting it right here in the podcast for you. You'll hear a few reporter questions, a couple of them I I believe were my own, and you'll hear several answers from Matt Carpenter, kind of dictating and describing where he feels after being scratched from the lineup on Wednesday. Here's Matt Carpenter.
1: I was not as mobile as I would want to be going into a game, and based off of where we are in spring and with... You know how I feel and how I feel like my camp has gone and the way I, everything has been which I thought has been really good at this point I didn't want to have a setback of any kind so I made it aware um, to our training staff that I just was feeling a little not as mobile as I had been all the way th- through the camp so we decided to shut it down so I wasn't gonna put travel tomorrow anyway and then Friday more than likely they're gonna want to see me move great and then hopefully I'm Saturday ready to rock again so but I mean I'm not concerned with it at all and it was super minor, and if this was, you know, middle of the season or even opening day, I would, would have played. But it's February 26th, and I just, you know, didn't want to do something stupid. Is this
0: something that cropped up just in the last couple of days today, or when did that come about? It really
1: just come like, literally out of nowhere. I've been feeling great. Um, and, you know, like I said, it really was not necessarily a feeling as much. Like, I didn't do anything that I was like, ooh, that didn't feel good. I just wasn't, like, m- as mobile as I'd been the last few days, which. I've had so many issues, um, I just kind of learned my body, and I just know that like, on a day like today, if I pushed through it, I might have, might have done something, so i just being proactive. So, Is it what you've experienced before then as well? Well, I mean, before, I, something usually happens that I'm out for a while. Today, I, I felt like I, or I know that I stopped it way before anything happened. I just felt, like I said, that I wasn't moving as good. And put myself in a position where I might feel bent over to take a ground ball or take a swing, and then be like, "Oh, my back just locked up." But I stopped it before it happened. And just being a little smart about it. Did you take any extra swings in the cage yesterday or anything? I mean, I've been working hard on my swing, yeah. so I mean, I, I, you know, I've taken a lot of swings, but I don't think that you know it's anything you know specific that happened or I did anything. I just think that you know the workload of the spring, been taking a lot of swings, it would be a good you know opportunity to take a couple of days off. For the- <laughs> ready to go. So that's not something that lingers.
0: You've Dude. talked a lot about kind of the d- desire to get strength back compared to where you were last year and how last year it was mostly about keeping healthy, staying on the field. How do you kind of balance those two elements as you come into this season and your your regimens and your workouts and just kind of like you've mentioned being aware of your body?
1: Well, I think like today was a great example of it. I mean, this is something that in the past, I've, you know, I've always been an old school kind of mentality. I had very, spent very little time in the training room. I start every day this entire spring in the trainer, which is a new new thing for me, and I'm very open in dialogue, which is also a new thing for me. Today would have been a great example of not saying anything, going out and played, and something happening. Today I told him, "Hey, I just don't feel as good as I normally do," and we made this decision. So, I think that um, is going to be big for me going forward. Just being being open to not push through stuff that can set me back for a month, and just say, "Hey, I, today I don't feel as good," and Two days instead of
0: you know two months. There you have it from Cardinals third baseman Matt Carpenter describing the precaution, the take it easy approach that the Cardinals and Carpenter himself employed on Wednesday with regard to his status. You know, and I think it's I think it's interesting to hear Carpenter kind of walk through what the decision-making process is for that. I know initially a lot of people here, Matt Carpenter back stiffness, back tightness, whatever the phraseology is, and they kind of say, okay, here we go again. Like, it's every year with this guy. He can't stay healthy, can't stay on the field, You know, let alone the idea that we want to see him improve his performance off a year ago. He had a 726 OPS compared to 897 back in 2019. We want to see more out of him, but that's not going to be able to be the case if he can't even stay on the field. And here we are in the first week of spring training and already a setback. I totally understand if that's your viewpoint. Uh, It was, you know, my viewpoint before having a chance to talk to him. And even after the fact, what else was he going to say? He wasn't going to come out and say he's retiring. He wasn't going to come out and say he feels like garbage. Like, uh, again, this is just the nature of first look, immediate reaction. The same thing happened with... I'm not going to compare Carpenter's situation Wednesday to Miles Michaelis because I don't think they're exactly comparable. But... With Miles Michaelis, what did we hear from him the first day? Yeah, you know, they're going to give me a couple of days. I'm going to rest it, and then we're going to see how it looks. When in reality, you step back and think, like, no, that's not even possible. Because you'd have to throw a baseball again in order to know how it feels. Because you said the only time there's pain is when you throw a baseball. So, I think from the very beginning of that, it was, look, we haven't really gotten a chance to talk through what this is going to look like. But there's going to be some action taken, and I'm going to be out for a few weeks. Like, that would have been more accurate. But oftentimes they don't say that first on. But I don't want to compare that directly to this with Carpenter because with Michaelis, it was, we'll wait a few days and then we'll see. Really kind of vague, not specific. With Carpenter, both him and Ali Marmal, the bench coach who was acting manager of that Cardinals group that stayed in Jupiter today, both of them said it sounds about right that he's not going to play on Thursday. You you heard Carpenter say the plan was for him to not travel with the team to uh, Northport anyway. They play in Northport tomorrow on Thursday against the Braves. That's three hours across the state, six-hour round trip. I'm not even going to that game. My back's fine. Uh, So, you know, Matt Carpenter wasn't going regardless, though, of the back situation. And I'd have to imagine it'll be relatively limited, the number of veterans that will go. I don't know how they determine that. Um, With Port St. Lucie the first time, it was pretty much broken down by service time. The guys who had the, the most service time didn't go, and typically on road games, you're supposed to have at least four quote-unquote starters in your lineup, and so I don't know if that means you'll get an outfield that's like, you know, Bader, O'Neill, Carlson, like those kind of guys, if they could count Carlson as a starter or not, you might get a Matt Wieters. uh, an Andrew Kisner, I don't know if he qualifies, you know, obviously starter is kind of a subjective term but I wouldn't think you'd see Yadier Molina tomorrow but just the point being Carpenter wasn't going anyway and so I think they baked that into this consideration to say all right it's a natural off day on Thursday no reason to push it on Wednesday let's give him two days and then Friday they're in Port St. Lucie again Uh, whether Carpenter makes that trip I'd have to say probably not because it sounded like Friday will be his day to like prove himself that he's physically mobile the way he wants to feel before he gets back into game action. That probably takes place Friday morning at the Cardinals facility. Just like he did, you know, he discovered this Wednesday morning, doing some extra work in the morning. And Ali Marmal even said he had a pretty good session. He was feeling good. And then toward the end kind of, you know, just started to, to feel like it wasn't quite right. And so that's why he Carpenter spoke up. And, and as you heard him tell you, you know, or tell the media rather, it's something that he might not have done in the past. And later, I didn't play this part of the clip, but later he kind of talked about how his training regimen this offseason might have allowed him to get his body into such a position that he's more aware of when those things aren't sitting quite right and when to back off. We've talked a lot about this offseason with regard to Carpenter, the strength element, how he didn't have the strength and, and the exit velocity reflected that last season. And he said at Winter Warm-Up, this is another clip that I'm going to try to play for you guys. He said at Winter Warm-Up that it was because of his previous training regimen in 2019 that he lost that element of strength to an extent. Because their focus for him last year was keeping on the field. Stay healthy, stay durable at the expense of lifting weights and, and doing those kinds of things uh, quite, quite to that level. And so because of that it kind of had the reverse effect where Carpenter still had a a stint on the injured list for the back in July, which that was because he was like super ill, like violently sick and like threw his back out while laid up in bed. And so he was on the, on the injured list from like beginning of July until mid July, something like that. And so that was a kind of weird example, but otherwise his back was mostly not an issue that cropped up in, in 2019. But the issue was he wasn't very good as a player. Like, he didn't hit nearly to the caliber that he did the year before. And so they looked at it at the end of the season and said, well, your exit velocity, your baseline strength tests that we're putting you through indicates that you've lost a a step in that regard. And so we kind of need to go back this offseason and say, how can we adjust your regimen to include more strength? But at the same time, like, the natural question that arrives is, okay, but if you were backing off the strength and the weight elements in order to ensure he stayed healthy, now what happens to his durability if you go back and start throwing weights around again? But I thought it was interesting to hear Carpenter today say that it's really the training regimen that has been enacted with the goal of adding strength back, you know, not at the risk of durability, like they want to ensure that doesn't happen, even though you look at that and say, before those two things were kind of adversarial if last year you were trying to back off the strength elements in order to stay healthy it would stand to reason that if you go back to trying to add strength it potentially poses a risk to your durability but Carpenter credited the regimen was saying I don't know if I would have known to listen to my body in in the way that I needed to to be aware that something like this could crop up and then worsen I might not have caught that early warning sign if not for the training that I've done in this off season, so actually, I think I'm going to just play that clip for you rather than the one from back in January because I pretty much described that clip already, where Carpenter talks about, you know, saying he he backed off the strength training last year, lost strength because of it, with the goal of being healthy, didn't really stay healthy, lost a lot of strength, and then had to kind of adjust this off season. So I'm going to play the clip from today rather than the other one, and here's Matt Carpenter kind of giving a little bit of credit to the reasoning that he was able to discover today's issue before it got to become something worse.
1: I felt like this offseason more than ever, we had a really good program put together, which kind of is, you know, like, for example, today, being able to recognize something early before it became something where a year past, if I hadn't maybe trained the way that I trained, it might have just happened on its own without, you know, any kind of precursor of like, hey, this is not feels good. So, um... You know, I think I think we had a really good plan going into
0: this offseason.
1: I think that it's going to show up this year.
0: So that's a little bit more from Matt Carpenter from Wednesday, just giving an insight into how he's thinking and feeling about things coming off a day that, not ideal, didn't get the opportunity to get into the lineup as they planned when the day began. But Matt Carpenter is still calling it a productive day because of the fact that he Knew when to back off, knew when to take it easy, and in theory prevented what could have ended up as further injuries. So we'll see if Matt Carpenter is back in the lineup as early as Saturday, as seems to be a possibility as of right now. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt got back into the lineup today on Wednesday as a fielder, played first base for the first time with no issues, uh, had just been a DH prior due to some elbow concern with him throwing a ball. No issues with that today, so it looks like Goldschmidt is back as a full go as both a hitter and a fielder for the Cardinals. And so we'll see as far as other injury situations. As they develop, we'll let you know about them. But Carpenter potentially back as early as Saturday. Going to take a quick break to tell you about Anchor, and then we'll come back, talk a little Nolan Gorman, talk a little bit of Kwan Kim as well when we come back right after this. And welcome back in. Thanks for sticking with me through the break as we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about a couple more Cardinals now that we've wrapped the conversation on Matt Carpenter. First up, let's talk about Nolan Gorman because obviously he was the player that stood to gain the most potentially, at least on Wednesday from Matt Carpenter's absence in the Cardinals lineup as he ended up starting at third base in lieu of Carpenter and had a really nice day for the Cardinals in what turned out to have been an 8-7 loss to the Marlins at Roger Dean Stadium. Gorman went 3-5 for with a run scored and three runs batted in. Had a nice single in his first at-bat. Had an RBI on a ground out later in the game and then a two-run double, I believe it was. Don't have video of it that I can go back and watch because of the fact that I don't think today's game was on TV. One of the Cardinals games was. It was the one that happened in West Palm, though, via the Astros' Television affiliate. I don't believe Fox Sports Midwest had anything for today's games. But nice day for Nolan Gorman. Had three hits and five at bats. Certainly an example of him taking advantage of an opportunity. That he didn't necessarily know was going to come about until kind of late in the process. I asked Ali Marmol about that and what his impressions of Nolan Gorman taking advantage in that spot were. And here's what Ali Marmol had to say about that. With a young player like Gorman, what did you notice or like about the way he just kind of stepped into that opportunity? Maybe didn't know what was going to happen, but just you know had a nice day for you guys.
1: Most impressive thing about that kid is just his composure. Um, Super, super impressive especially coming up to him and just saying, hey, you're in there today on a day he felt like he was going to come in, maybe in the fifth or sixth inning. Um, took it in stride, came up. The bats he took today were phenomenal, especially that left-on-left at bat that doubled off the wall. Um, but one of the most impressive things about him is just his composure. He's just
0: very mature for,
1: for his age. I think everybody kind of sees that.
0: And Marmol went on to praise as well Dylan Carlson, who had a couple of hits off the bench for the Cardinals. A couple of runs scored according to the box score. I did not get to see... All of his at-bats today after we were over outside Roger Dean Stadium, outside the media uh, patio, kind of waiting for Carpenter to emerge from the clubhouse. So didn't get to see Carlson play today, but Marmol, very complimentary, heard he got a hit from the right side. So getting to see him take a couple of at-bats, you know, mixing it up, pacing some lefties, batting righty, all good things so far for Dylan Carlson. I wrote about this morning a story for KMOV, kind of what he did yesterday in Tuesday's game that just kind of further cemented his maturation process and gives an idea for his big league readiness the more he plays the more you see him there's no doubt this kid is ready you know based on what we've seen so far it's just going to be a question of are the cardinals going to find him a spot right out of the gate or is it going to be later april may june when we when we get to see him but it's going to be sooner rather than later based on what we've seen from him so far in cardinals camp there's no question about that so Good news, more on the Cardinals' prospect front. And Marmal even mentioned Devon Herrera as a guy, the, the catching prospect. I think he's still only like 19 years old as another guy who all these guys are just kind of mature beyond their years and, and their ability to compose themselves and hold themselves in this Major League Clubhouse setting. It's it's opening some eyes in spring camp, to be sure. Another guy opening some eyes, even more eyes, on Wednesday was Quan Young Kim getting his second opportunity to pitch in a Cardinals uniform in an actual game and once again he did really really well had a couple of scoreless innings and since there was no Mike Schultz today at the Jupiter Complex we had Mad Dog Mike Maddox gave his thoughts on the performances of some of the Cardinals pitchers and here's a little something from Mad Dog on what KK was able to do today because of the pace that he keeps on the mound. What do you take away from the benefit of the pace that he carries on the mound and how quickly he works
1: i think it's got a lot of carryover you know that starter sets tone and kind of set the tone for us Um, the defense loves guys that work fast you work fast they make plays you keep them engaged he did all the right things today and it was just a professional outing and love to see a lot more of those
0: and so that was mad dog mike maddox cardinals pitching coach talking about the professional outing from kwon yun kim Uh, Love Mike Maddox. He's awesome. And so get an idea for how he performed today. Maddox talked about the first pitch strikes, how KK was there on like five of six today, really pounding the strike zone. So a positive day for Kwon Yun Kim. Kim said after the fact that it was a little bit different this time out, he was even perhaps a little bit more nervous. He said he was nervous for his first outing, which happened on Saturday. He was in a relief role for that because it's just the way the Cardinals have been doing things with their starters. You got to pitch multiple starters per game to get guys innings and get them opportunities. It just so happened that his first time out, Kim uh, Kwon Young Kim pitched the fifth inning. This time, he got to start the game as a starter, which is what he's mostly accustomed to doing from his time in Korea. Said he was more nervous because he had more time to prepare and think about it a little bit, which is kind of the opposite of what he does on the mound, right? Because he's so so quick. Uh, to, to throw his next pitch. And Mad Dog talked about how that keeps the defense on its toes. We asked, uh, I think it was Mark Saxon asked Kwon Yun Kim about it. And KK was fantastic. He said he does it to, you know, the benefit of his defense so so they don't get tired out in the field waiting for him. Does it for the benefit of the opposing hitters. Not to their benefit, but to their detriment, because it gives them no time to think about, you know, what might be coming next. So he's just right back in for the next one, and, and you just got to face up against him. Does it for the benefit of Rob Manfred, the Commissioner of Baseball? He and KK was kind of smiling and laughing through this as his interpreter Craig was detailing what he had said, because Manfred likes pace of play. So he said for the Commissioner, and then he added at the end, and for the reporters, of course, who. Are covering the games, they would get to go home a little bit earlier. The uh, quicker he pitches, so uh, KK is a fun dude. I think fans in St. Louis are going to love him. Uh, you know, provided he he performs well. I know that in general, it, it's tough to to be able to look at the personhood of a player when he's not playing well. And so, hopefully, KK does do that, so fans get an opportunity to get to know him a little bit better. But another good outing from him. I have no reason to believe he won't be in the Cardinals rotation based on what we've seen so far. And that's certainly where he wants to be. Threw about 29, 30 pitches today, I believe it was. You know, I think he gave up maybe a walk, but no runs. I don't even, I don't think he gave up a hit, but he was, he was solid. It was kind of hard to remember. At the time, all the Carpenter stuff was happening. But I was still watching the game, but you, you kind of get pulled in a few different directions when news like that is going down. So... Good day for him. Uh, Gio Gallegos gave up a home run, if I recall, a little bit with his fastball command. Mike Maddox talked about not being where he wanted it to be. Uh, He said he he normally is busting kneecaps. You know, the fastball is down. They keep the fastball low. This time it was more belt high, belly button high, and that's kind of where he got into some trouble in the opinion of Mike Maddox today. So not the outing that you want to see from Gallegos, but uh, I don't know that he's a guy you're going to really be worried about based on just finally his his first opportunity to get into a game on, on Wednesday. And so, you know, we'll have to see. Uh Genesis Cabrera was a guy who did really well. He started in the game down in West Palm. I got to see a little bit of video of him. And it looked like his stuff was working really well. He was keeping hitters off balance. And so uh Cardinals got a lot of these lefties and and, and that's a guy in Cabrera who down the road, if he could be a starter, that would be a huge benefit for the Cardinals in their, you know, their their prospects over the next two, three, four years. Um, but more than likely you might see him in a bullpen role at some point this season. Uh, it's just going to come down to, to health of everybody else and that overbalance of the bullpen. Do you want to have too many lefties in there? The Cardinals obviously have a handful uh, of guys that are competing at that spot, and so give them some different looks. I, I think you could could justify seeing some action from all these guys at different times throughout the season. Um, update on Brett Cecil. Really no reason to believe he's going through anything health-wise, according to Mike Schilt this morning. And and we'll just have to wait and see how he recovers. But so far, no indications that anything is wrong on that front. Obviously, not the day he wanted to have yesterday. Same for Alex Reyes, but similar situation where we'll just have to see kind of how they look these next couple of days. And then they'll get into another game. And in, in a perfect world, they'll perform a little bit better than they did the last time out. Uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap things up for today's episode of B-Shape Daily. I super appreciate you guys for joining me. And for those of you that have sent me messages, DMs talking about what you like to hear on the podcast and, and different things like that, I love it. Please keep them coming. And if you have not reached out to me yet, but you're listening on the regular, I would love to hear about it so I can talk to you about it indirect messages or whatever that case might be at bshafer12 on twitter facebook.com slash bshafer12 if you listen but you haven't downloaded or subscribed to the show yet i would love to have you do that you can do it at spotify i think it's a follow on spotify you can do it on apple Podcasts. you can do it on google Podcasts. You can do it at a lot of other places as well. Go to anchor.fm slash bshafer12 and look at the eight different options you can have for where you can listen. What apps do you guys use? Pretty much all of them are going to be there. I think the only one that's not is SoundCloud. And, you know, they're no good. So just forget about them. No, I, I just wherever you want to listen, I think you're going to have a great opportunity to be able to do so. And I would love to have you on board, especially as we get into the regular season. Going to be coming hot and heavy with these podcasts. And like today, you got to hear from Matt Carpenter in his own words, what he had to say. You can read his quotes as well. I think getting the full effect of being able to read them within the context of a story, being able to actually hear them. I think, I hope that's the kind of coverage people want to see because that's, I I think it would make sense. If I were a fan, that's what I'd be looking for. Just scooping up as much information as I could get. So appreciate you guys choosing to come here for some of that information and hope you read me at KMOV as well. Had a couple of stories. I told you about the Carlson one had Alex Reyes yesterday. Some Matt Carpenter coverage there. You can read all about it. At That's where I'm going to leave you for this edition of B-Shape Daily. Until tomorrow.